What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Fitness for Thought. Today, French and I are going to be talking about how to find your passion or something that you love to do. And French, you want to kick us off? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I thought this would be kind of a cool topic to go over just because, I mean, there's so many things you can, you can do with your life, so many professions career paths you can take and there's a good chance that you're going to be spending a good amount of your life doing a certain career pursuing a certain job so i think we can all agree that it's well worth it to go into something that we enjoy and we derive you know some sort of purpose from so um i remember i remember in high school we had a teacher named mrs levine shout out mrs levine and uh she said I think I had a class there's something about like some career planning type of class and she said you're gonna spend something like 80 80 some thousand hours at your job that's what most people spend you know over however many years it is so it's a pretty long time to not like what you're doing so I think we can all get behind something like that so yeah we're gonna probably go into some of the paths you can take to get to a job how to kind of choose what career, what sort of field you want to go into, and how to kind of, I don't know, just make it make it something that you can enjoy for years and years on end. Does that sound like a plan? Yeah. Um, so the first thing that came to my head when French said that he wanted to talk about this was um, it was something my business, my uh, org management teacher told me, and it was, I think it, he got the quote from Simon Sinek, who said that passion is doing something that you, I forget how he words it, but basically he says like, you would do it for free. So like, you wouldn't do it just for money. And like, when you're doing something that you actually enjoy doing, it's almost like, it feels like you're not even at a job. Don't get me wrong, you're going to have to do work, but it just feels so much so much more fulfilling and like the time is actually enjoyable because you enjoy what you're doing. Um, so I think that it's just very important because I definitely see a lot of people who um, constantly go to jobs that they hate, really. And, um, you know, obviously everyone's got to do do certain jobs, you know, sometimes it's easier said than done, but I think there are certain ways that you can either make a job better or you can slowly start to search for a job that is more suiting to you. So the first thing I would say is if you're young and you're listening to this, I would definitely spend a great deal of time trying to figure out what you're passionate about. If you already know, then, you know, it's easy. Just go, just go, um, head first into that. But if you're unsure, I know it can be kind of stressful, especially when you're young, because you're kind of forced into figuring out what you want to do with the rest of your life at a young age. Um, but you know, you, I would just say, try stuff out and find something that you truly, truly enjoy. Because when you're young, you have more time than ever to make make mistakes, um, try stuff out and experiment because 
when you're older, sure, you can do that. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But there are definitely more responsibilities that you may carry. And it just might be a little bit more difficult. Whereas when you're young, you know, you don't have much money anyways. You know, you, you probably don't have too many responsibilities anyways. So you might as well take a chance on trying something new because um, that could lead to something that you're truly passionate about. So I would say, first off, if you're young, um, definitely try and find that as fast as you can because um, I think it's just really going to help you in the long run. But, you know, if you are someone who's older and you find yourself at a job that you don't like, um, you know, we've all been there. You have to have some of those jobs to make money. And, you know, you can use those jobs. It's like it's like any other job. Like, let's say you're working a part-time job um, to help pay for college. It's like, yeah, sure, I don't want to work at, you know, a gas station for the rest of my life. But if this is going to help put me on the path to pay for, let's say, an education, um, that's going to steer me to- in towards the direction I want to go in, then you kind of just have to look at it as as an outlet for that. Um, and if you're someone who's in more of a permanent position, so let's say you maybe chose a career, but um, it's maybe not as fulfilling as you thought it was going to be, I would say that, you know, it's definitely easy after you get off of work to unwind and relax and try and um, have some time to yourself to just really um, relax and just mentally prepare for for the next work day. If you don't really like what you're doing, it's just any minute you have um, to yourself, you really just want to relax. But what I would say is you have to use that time. You know, you, you let's say you sleep eight hours, you work eight hours, then you have eight other hours, you know, give or take to yourself, I would say that's the time you need to work on yourself, whether that's a dream you have, or um, maybe it's just a goal. Maybe it's just working out or something like that. But if it's if it's, let's say a small project, a side hustle, um, use that time to work on it, even if it's something small, even if it's something that just takes half an hour, um, use that time. Because while most people will just go home kick their feet up, relax and unwind. You could be using that time to work on something you actually care about and, you know, maybe even setting yourself up for for a future career in that or um, opportunities in that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. As, uh, as someone who works at a gas station currently, I can definitely get behind that. I mean, I definitely don't, I definitely don't, enjoy it a ton but uh i can i can get behind what it's what it's doing for me and i'm okay with it because i know it's not going to be permanent i know i'm not going to be working there forever because you know once i have my degree i'll be able to get a job in the field that i choose and i won't have to but right now it's kind of a it's kind of a necessary evil and we're all going to have i think everyone should honestly have at least one job that they don't like just to kind of build some mental toughness. And then if you don't like it, I've heard you say this before. Well, at least, you know, that's what you don't want to do for the rest of your life. So kind of a process of elimination there. And then, yeah, if you think about it, work for eight hours, sleep for eight hours, um, 
So you work out, that takes an hour and a half, two hours, and then by the time you eat and everything, you probably still got a solid like four four hours. Now the problem is people use that, they use it up like it's nothing, just watching Netflix or scrolling on their phone. And I mean, obviously that's not like all bad. You can do that for a little bit, but if you just took like a couple hours out of your day and just maybe, you know, you read a book for 30 minutes and then you tried to build a new skill set for one hour each day, I feel like you would just be so much, I mean, it might not seem like a ton in the moment, but it's going to compound over time. Like if you wanted to like start a YouTube channel, like if you just watch like video tutorials on how to like edit videos better or how to like take pictures if you're into like photography or something like that. You did that for like a year straight. You could turn into not even knowing like how to make a video or how to take a good picture to maybe even making some money off that if you really worked at it. And I mean, that's kind of what I tell myself, like, when, you know, I come home from work or, like, a long day at school and I'm just, like, wiped and I just want to, like, go to bed at, like, 8 p.m. or just screw around on my phone. But it's like, okay, obviously I'm not going to just start being a YouTube millionaire next week or next month or even next year. But if you can kind of look, because I think successful people always, they always think, forward they always think for the future they're always thinking of what their next move is going to be and like what's going to set them up down the road one year two years five years ten years down the road so if you can look at something like that whatever whatever you're trying to get into is a long-term investment you know be like hey this is gonna i'm not gonna really see any payoff whatsoever for possibly years on end but maybe i'll thank myself 10 years down the road because one I uh, potentially could make some money from this too. I'll have another skill. And even if nothing good comes of it, Hey, at least you tried. I mean, there's so many people out there that don't even, they just accept, they just accept that. Okay. This is what my life is. And there's nothing more that life has to offer. Like at least you're getting up there and giving it your best shot. Yeah. And you know, I think I don't want this to get misconstrued for people. Um, I think a lot of people have those jobs to put it bluntly where they just work for the weekend, um, you know, maybe they know that there's there's honor in, in their profession or, you know, they just accept like that's what they do and maybe they're just content. Maybe they're not loving it, but maybe they're just content. Um, and that's okay. You know, I I think that you can, you can get enjoyment out of a lot of things at a job. Um, I think that there are, are a lot of ways that you can make a job more enjoyable than people think. So even if you don't like the job per se, um, you can make your environment more friendly so that it, it's a better experience overall. So the first thing that I think of when I think of this, and you know, obviously this is going to vary from job to job, but um, I, I was listening to an audio book um, by Aubrey Marcus, and he talked about how they did some studies where they started implementing um, scents. So like um, whether it was candles or like those Febreze things or like um, the diffusers people use, they started putting those in offices and they found that people were more, people were pretty much in better moods because, you know, if you think about it, if you're smelling like, if you, 
if you if there's a bad scent, it's like the first thing you notice. And when you are surrounded by something that smells really good, it's also the first thing you notice. So if you can if you can kind of trigger your environment to have certain scents that you smell that you find enjoyable, um, then that's just one way to make your office more homely. Now, obviously, if you work outside or or you don't have a desk, then you can't really do that. But there are other ways like, um, you know, when you go to work, when you're planning to go to work, instead of just sleeping in an extra 10 minutes and then buying food um, at the gas station, uh, if you pack your lunch, then just doing that will have you make better choices for your lunch. And then when after you eat that healthier lunch, maybe you feel less sluggish. Um, and it can get you through the workday, you're more productive, you feel better about yourself. So doing little things like that um, to make th- your day overall more enjoyable, I think can really help. Um, and there are a lot of things like that, like just how you organize um, your space in your work. Um, a lot of it, you know, a lot of it is to do, to do with how you, the people you deal with. So, I mean, some of that is out of your control. Um, but you know, it's, it's also just the energy you bring into the job. Um, there's some people that I know that they might not necessarily love a part of a job, but they try and be enthusiastic about it. And that energy is contagious. So, um, it just, it just makes the whole experience better when, when you have a better environment around you. So that's another thing I would say, little tip, if you find yourself maybe dreading going to work each day, just, you know, uh, you know, like another thing, um, if you commute to work or or um, have a lunch break where you have some time off, um, you know, listen to listen to an audiobook or listen to a podcast or listen to your favorite album. You know, don't don't just sit in traffic or, you know, don't just drive to the to your works uh, to your place of work, just dreading the day or, you know, getting mad that you're that someone cut you off, you know, just take the time to mentally prepare yourself or mentally unwind, um, and listen to something that you enjoy listening to, because that's another way that you can, um, have more time to yourself and use it productively rather than just, you know, just sitting in the car. So that's another thing I would say. Yeah. I know Dwight Schrute was definitely getting in the zone when he was on the way to the office. That's why he was the most intense one in there. So, (laughs) Take it from him. Uh, <laughs> I think um, going back to how you can maybe find your passion at an early age, because some people just don't. It's not really that. It's not your fault if you don't know. I mean, some people just don't find that thing that they 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 really enjoy until later in life. And I think that's kind of partially because of. I don't think in schools we expose we get. I don't think we get exposed to it enough. Like career paths. I mean, the curriculum, I feel like has been roughly the same for a long time, except the, you know, the basic subjects. We don't really have a ton of choice, you know, whatever state you're from, you're probably mandated to take certain courses, unlike college, where you get to choose classes for the most part outside of, you know, your gen eds. But I don't think we're exposed to enough, you know, I think one of the reasons why, and I'm not bashing, uh, I'm not bashing teachers by any means, but a lot of people end up becoming teachers just because that's like, I mean, 
they grew up and they went to school from like, you know, whatever, three, four years old all the way till 18. And they were around teachers quite a bit. And they just see that as like, that's like the main profession they see. So, and I mean, I mean, we need teachers. I don't think they, they definitely do not get paid enough, in my opinion, for what they have to deal with kids like me. Um, but yeah, I think we really, I think the school system could improve there by kind of exposing people to a wider variety of just what is out there. Because I mean, a lot of times you get to college and then you think you want to be this and then you find out, wow, like this is what it takes to get that. Like I have no idea that it takes this many years of school or maybe you go to school and you're like, man, I could have done this without even going to college. Like I think we need to kind of improve in that aspect because I think a lot of people get to college and unfortunately they just choose, they choose a major just because that's what, you know, that's what their parents went into or that's what they think is going to, and they think they're going to make a lot of money in that. And they think, oh, I'll just make a lot of money and it'll be like, okay, it doesn't matter if I like the work or not because I'll be balling. So I think that's one big thing that you could, you could say you could improve with the school system. But I mean, even on your own, I mean, not a lot of people are going to just look up careers when they're like 15. Most people don't think that far ahead. But I would say the biggest thing, I saw this on, I was watching YouTube the other day and this video popped up. And it was about this, I think it's like, it's from some Asian country. It's what they call, I think it's pronounced Ikigai. And it was this diagram of like four circles that all overlapped. They overlapped in the middle. And one circle was like, what do you love to do? And there was another circle that said, what are you good at? And the third circle said, what does the world need? And then the fourth circle says, what will people pay you for? And then they all kind of overlapped in the middle. And that was your ikigai or pretty much like, that's like the perfect mix of like, you know, what could be your life purpose? You know, I think obviously we would all like to be like a ton of people would love to be professional athletes, but we're just not good enough to do that. But I think that's a definitely a good point. I mean, most thing, most of the time you like something because you're pretty good at it. You're maybe a little above average. You enjoy to do it. And then obviously money's not everything, but you do need money to stay alive. You know, you have to buy a house or a place to live. Food costs money. So does gas, all that stuff. And then what the world needs, that's kind of you paying it forward for the next generation, you helping the society. That's kind of how, you know, it's just kind of how it works. We have people that invent stuff. We have people that push fields forward by making discoveries doing stuff like that. So I thought that was kind of an interesting, that might be one of the more effective ways that I've seen that have been able to be put on paper to be, you know, kind of find your, find a path that would maybe suit you the best. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, that that is very well put, um, the four circles, I think. And I would say that, like, another thing is that um, if you if you find something that you think is really fun and that you really care deeply about to a certain extent, no matter, no matter how ridiculous you think other people might think it is, it seems, um, I would say just go for it and, and look for jobs in that field because, you know, I can I think, I think back to before I was dead set on going into fitness and like, like I've said before on this podcast, you know, I don't know if, I'll end up personal training or going down strength and conditioning or if I just want to open up a gym right away. But, 
you know, before I was dead set on that, I had a lot of doubt just from what other people were saying about that field. Cause you know, I'd heard a lot about, ah, oh, there's no money in that field. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, whatever, whatever it was, I heard a lot of stuff and, and, um, the majority of it, of it is bad, um, from people who weren't even necessarily like, they didn't really know what they were talking about. So let's say you, you know, let's say you want to get into, to filming or, you know, something, I don't know, I don't know anything really, just because it's different from what the majority of people do, just because you're not going to be a, you know, a doctor or a teacher or going into business or something like that, just because it's different does not mean you should be discouraged from, from pursuing that. Um, and don't really be worried about what other people think, you know, um, it's easy for everyone to judge when you're first starting out. And then, you know, when you're, when you're really successful in something, then everybody wants to hop on and say, oh, I've always supported you. So, you know, don't really worry about, um, what most people think. I mean, definitely listen to those around you that you really care about who have your best interests in, in heart. But, um, if you think something's cool and, you know, you can find some careers that, that are willing to pay you to do that, I would say just go for it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I heard, I heard people telling me that, you know, when I thought I wanted to be, you know, personal training, something related to that, they'd be like, oh, like, there's not a, there, people don't make a lot of money, just look at the average salary. And I mean, I always just thought like, okay, yeah, but like, why would I want to be average? Like, yeah, if you look at the average average Joe, maybe they only make thirty five thousand a year. But I also there's also celebrity trainers that make probably two hundred thousand dollars a year. So I think there's a lot of fields where yeah, there's people that make not a lot of money, but there's a lot of well, that you can also make a ton of money. It just depends. And I think a lot of that comes down to like just getting really good at what you do. I mean, the better you are becoming, like the better you are at a certain set of skills or a certain thing, the more people are going to be willing to pay you because that's going to be a rare, a rare thing to have. And the more control I think you're going to have over your job because you could say, Oh, I actually only want to work four days out of the week instead of five. Or they're going to be like, not going to be, if you're really skilled at what you do and you specialize in something that's really hard to find, they're not going to be like, Oh no, that's, you can't do that. They're probably going to be like, Oh, we're just thankful to have this guy. We're just going to let him make his own schedule and have what he wants. So, I think a big part of that is like, don't get discouraged what the average, the average salary is because I mean, I don't think that anyone should be striving to just be average. We all want to go past and just push our limits. So I think it just depends on what you want and how, how hard you're willing to do work, work to get there, what you're willing to do to get there. So, um, yeah, I would definitely not choose a career just based on money because I mean, yeah, it's nice to pay the bills, but I mean, sometimes jobs like that um i don't know they just won't fulfill you money can't fulfill you in a way that like a passion can and i mean you might be working 60 70 hours a week just like selling your soul for a company that could just replace you in a week if they wanted to so i would definitely not worry about what the average salary is i mean worst case scenario you can just grind for a few years work two jobs until you get really good at what you really want to do and then take a higher paying position. 
Um, so yeah, I would definitely just start with what you like to do and then just find out what skills you need to acquire to do well in that field and just hone those skills day in, day out. You know, we've, we've talked about the 10,000 hour rule on this podcast before. You know, it might take you five, 10 years to get really good, but once you get really good and you master that skill, I mean, it all pays off then and doors start opening up for you. Yeah. And I would say, um, I would say like full, like fulfillment is a big thing. Like, you know, there's a lot of jobs where like, let's say take a teacher where, you know, um, unless you're going to a college level or, or, you know, some bigger, bigger schools, there might be, uh, you know, a reasonable pay range where, you know, sure you can move up you can get your master's or whatever. Um, but you're not going to end up making, you know, uh, whatever, $300,000 a year or, you know, something ridiculous like that. But there's something to a job like that where you get so much fulfillment from, from working with these kids where you're really just basically, I mean, it sounds corny, but you're basically changing their whole life. You're teaching them how to, how to operate in the world. Um, so it, it it's also about fulfillment in your job. You know, even if you find a job that you're good at, and makes pays a lot of money if you don't think that your job is positively affecting the world then you know you might not end up wanting to stay at that job long term because you don't get a lot of fulfillment from it um so yeah that's that's my two cents on that and then you know I'd also say like if you are in that position where um you know you're working a job or two jobs trying to figure out what you want to do. Um, I would say just become the hardest worker in the room. Just do everything, um, everything with as much effort as you can with trying to learn new skills um, and get good at what you want to do because it's really, you pretty much control your destiny with that. Like if you're not willing to put in the work, then, you know, all this stuff we we're talking about doesn't really matter because, um, you know, if you're not willing to, to work on whatever it is you're passionate about for 30 minutes or an hour or two hours, when you come home from a long day at work, then maybe you're not cut out to do that in the first place. So, um, you're definitely going to have to put in work, you know, I think I said this in a previous podcast, but there's that quote that you always hear that says, you know, if you find, find something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And, like I've said before, I think this is very true um, because it's not going to feel like work. But on the flip side of that, once you do find out what you want to do, you're going to have to work. You're going to want to, but you're also going to put in, have to put in a lot of hard work because um, that's just how it is if you want to get good at something. But but it's not going to feel um, – it's going to feel worth it, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So – you're just know that you're going to have to be willing to work hard. Um, but it'll be worth it if you're, if you're really passionate about it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think you're going to enjoy your job more, the harder you work because you're going to get better at it and you're going to see the results. I mean, if you just became a personal trainer and you never like, never looked over any like the new science, the new research that was coming out, you never overlooked, you know, 
what you learned in school to refresh your mind and like just made up a training program for someone willy-nilly and never really putting much effort into it. You said, well, I, I got the I got the certification. I'm good. I don't, I, now I don't have to do anything. I don't think you're going to get as much – you're not going to derive as much pleasure from that as you would if you just – you know, if you were reading research articles, if you were studying up on the latest, the latest science, reviewing what you learned in school to refresh your mind because you're going to be a lot better at that and you're, people are going to – know that you care they're going to recommend you more and you're going to move up move up the totem pole and it's just going to be a better situation and you're going to feel better about yourself i mean i think we've all been in that situation where we've kind of just got by because you know whether it's a class that we didn't really like so we just did the bare minimum to get by and yeah we might get away with it but probably don't feel as good about yourself as if you would have put in the full effort yeah, what that's exactly what I was thinking about. Um, really, just going through the motions. Um, you know, when you see someone who, when you see someone who's constantly putting in hard work, like day in day out, it makes you want to be better. Because you know, in, initially you might think, ah, "I wish I could be like that. I'll never be like that." Or, "How is he so good at this?" But really all it is is that you are recognizing that they're a hard worker and you want to you want to emulate that too so be that person you know if you if you feel like going through the motions you know go the extra mile and and even when no one's watching because you know I guarantee someone's going to be watching and that's going to that's going to push them to be better and if you're in a work environment where people are like that it's just going to push everyone to be better you know it's like if, let's say, me and French are working out and I'm not feeling it that day. You know, I'm doing the sets and reps or whatever, but I'm not really very energetic about it. But I see French just going ham, you know, just fucking benching five plates all the way down, pause for 10 seconds and then explodes up for 12 reps. You know, then I'm just going to be like, damn, he's real. He's 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 doing the damn thing. And then it's going to make me want to go harder. So um, don't go through the motions uh, do the little things, take the extra steps, um, because people will notice and doing those, being consistent with that, um, is going to take you, take you far. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a lot of truth to that. And I think as far as, you know, there's kind of a, a theme in society today that most people either, you know, a lot of people go to college and I'm, we're not against college. I mean, we both go to college, but don't, don't, don't think that there's only one way to get to a certain destination. There's A lot of the times there's multiple different routes that you can take to get to for point A to point B. Now there are some, you know, there's some careers. If you want to be a doctor, there's only one way through it. you got to go to four years of school, and then you have to go to four more years of school, and then you have to do residency. Like, And that's good because I, would, I, don't, want to, I don't want a doctor, you know, if – if when I had my surgery, if the doctor was like, "Oh yeah, I just did community college and that was it," like I would not be comfortable with that. Like those those type of jobs, they need that type of training. But oftentimes, like you know, I know for a personal trainer, we're obviously both going to school. But there's you know there's certifications that you can get in a weekend. Maybe they're not all built equally, but that doesn't mean that just because you have a degree means that you're automatically better than someone without a degree. I mean. You can learn a lot from just buying books and listening to audiobooks, listening to podcasts, reading stuff. 
So there's usually, you know, I think a lot of people feel pressured to, you know, follow the crowd when it comes to that kind of stuff. When a lot of times, you know, maybe that is the right choice for them, but there's always, almost always, like multiple paths to get to where you want to go. And, you know, you see a lot of people going back to school, or maybe they only did two years and then they finished their degree out a few years later, and that's completely fine. It's just, there's no right or wrong, only right for you. You just need to figure out what you want and what you're willing to do to get there and what are your options, and then go from there. So, yeah, and like. Some people are too afraid of just, you know, kind of sticking out from the crowd when in theory that's what might make them, you know, the most successful people are the people that stick out just because they're at a higher level than everyone else. Yeah, and I think that there's a little bit more nuance to that. So I think that, like, the first thing that that made me think of was, like, people taking gap years or, you know, taking time before that they before they go to school, um, or maybe they don't even go to school, that they're just, you know, living with their parents, trying to figure out what they want to do. And I've never been someone who's against that, you know. I think that that's good. Um, but I think that also, if you're going to take that time, that you should be actively looking for what it is you want to do. And I know that's easier said than done, but I think... People should take time if they don't know what they want to do, you know. You don't have to pay, you know, full college tuition just because everyone else is. So, um, you know, maybe you do want to take a year off of school because you just went, you know, you think you just went to school for however many years. So um, I don't blame people for doing that. I just think it's important for them to actually follow up and pursue, you know, different different avenues, figure out what it is they actually enjoy doing um rather than just you know not doing anything yeah i definitely agree with that don't it's cool to take a gap here a couple years off but don't just bs around and think that it's time to kind of i mean obviously everyone likes to relax but kind of be thinking in the back of your mind having a plan of what you want to do obviously trying to because i mean i think some people kind of fall in i mean I don't know this from experience, but some people can probably, you know, they, they take a year off and they think, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to college after this year. And then they're like, oh, man, it feels nice not having to go to class every day. And then they kind of fall into that. And then they never go back to school or they never really go after the thing that they want. So I think you kind of have to know yourself in that area. Like, I'm the type of person that it's like, once I'm done with school, like, I'm not going back. Like, I don't want to go back. So whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do it all right now. And just be done with it. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to learn after school. I think that's another thing that really sets apart the average people from the great people is some people, once they get their degree, you know, the, moment that, the moment they get that diploma, that's when they stop learning. They stop you know, reading. They stop studying. They stop looking for ways to improve because they think that you know, they've done all this work for the last four years or so that they're just set for the rest of the next 40 years. When in reality, you know, especially in health, that's stuff's always changing. You know, health and science, the people that really excel, I think, are the people that are lifelong learners. They're always, they never think that they know everything. They're always willing to, you know, seek advice from people that are more experienced and more, more knowledgeable than them. You know, they're actively looking to get better by, you know, reading, 
listening, just they're always seeking out ways to improve. And that's what I think separates, you know, good from great. Yeah. And, you know, with along the same uh, on the same lines as that is if you are looking for your passion or whatever it is you want to do, I think that you have to have a similar mindset where you have to be open to learning new things and you have to be open to taking risks and you have to be open to looking for new opportunities. You have to, you know, just take a random class or, you know, sign up for a gym or sign up for lessons to do something, try and learn how to bake something, you know, if it's something stupid that you don't think you, you know, maybe you've never done it before, but, um, you know, and maybe you do it and you figure out that that's not what you want to do. Well, just another thing you can cross off your list. This is what don't, what I don't want to do. But at least you're going to learn something from doing that as opposed to just sitting around, um, you know, do some do some soul searching um, to figure out what it is that that you like to do um, and do stuff with other people because other people always make things more fun. So um, if you can do things with with your friends and you figure out that, oh, I kind of like this, too, maybe that's uh, maybe that's a direction you want to um, experiment with. So. Yeah, find like-minded people and, you know, I can't remember who, who said this, but you're, you end up being the sum of the five people that you spend the most time around. I think that's a lot of truth to that. So it's good to surround yourself with positive, like-minded people that have, you know, a similar mindset or similar goals to you. So I think I think probably the biggest thing that stops people from really going after what they want and we've all experienced this, and this is probably a no-brainer, is just the fear of, like, what people will think of you. You know, what are people going to say? What are people, you know, the fear of rejection, the fear of not conforming. You know, we kind of have this fear of being the same as everyone else, but we also have the fear of being so different that people are going to reject us. So there's kind of a fine line you have to you have to tiptoe across there. But I definitely think... Something that I like to think about is, like, we're all going to die anyway. So, and I mean, I'm guilty of thinking about what people, caring about what people think of me too much, just as, I'm just as guilty as the next guy. But just think that, you know, one day you're going to be on your deathbed. Like, what are you willing to accept that you did or did not do? So you're going to be more, you're probably going to regret more of the things you didn't do than the things that you did do, regardless of how your life pans out. So, I mean, there's people out there that probably have dreams of something that, you know, it's a really niche career that not many people think is very interesting or maybe they think it's weird. This person's actually probably really good at it, but they're just a little too afraid to step out onto their own because they're afraid of being, you know, criticized when in reality, might as well, what's the worst thing you can happen? You fail and you go back to life and, you know, at least you tried. So that's something that I like to think about, you know, I think one like a real life situation that we've both experienced is, you know, there's a ton of people that do YouTube, but compared to the world population, it's not a huge amount of people. So I think when we both decided to make YouTube channels, yeah, it was like, we obviously thought it was cool, but it's not the most like, you know, holding a camera like in front of your face or just setting up a camera in a gym or just in any public place. It isn't like the most natural thing to do. So, and I mean, I still kind of struggle with this kind of 
think like caring if someone's gonna come up to me and be like, "Yo, you're weird. What are you doing filming? You're, what are you doing like talking to a camera? You freaking creep!" Like, but I mean, there's also people that make millions of dollars and just make videos. So why wouldn't I just give it a shot? And it's, if it's something that you're interested in, might as well go for it. Yeah, my my two cents on that is is that I think a lot of people wanna. Um, come off like they don't care how other people think care what other people think think of them and you know I think that that's good to have that mindset but I think deep down everyone cares a little bit about what other people think um, whether you want to admit it or not and you know that's 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 definitely true for me too because before I started um, kind of putting myself out there uh, whether it be through YouTube or through Instagram or or really just um, my personality, I, I had the same, um, same kind of worries. You know, me and, me and French, well, I know French has always done this with shoes and stuff, but like, I would always try and wear, I would always try and be unique, you know, wear, wear different kind of clothing and stuff, try, you know, and you know, some people, th- some people made fun of me, some people thought it was um, dumb, because I didn't like to, I pretty much, always wanted to do something different, like always wanted to be different. I'd wear, you know, I'd wear like overalls to school or some shit like that. Like I just try and be different. And like, you know, your friends will, your friends will be like, okay, that's like actually really cool. But there'll there'll definitely be people hating you, whether it's to your face or or not. But um, eventually you kind of just have to say, well, I'm just going to put myself out there and, you know, people are going to like me. Some people are going to like me. Some people are going to, um, some people are not going to like me and you're never going to be able to please everybody, but more people are going to like you for being yourself than there are going to be people, um, who like you for being, for being a fake person, you know, not being who you are. So yeah, it's scary putting yourself out there. You know, I still get self-conscious before I post videos sometimes like, Oh, what are people going to think? And it's really just not that big of a deal. Like it, it, it is in your head, but it's not that big of a deal when it comes to it, you know, we're absolute worst case scenario, you know, someone gives you a little bit of hate. Um, but really, that person is just um, either jealous of you, or, you know, there, there's something inside of them that some some demons inside of them that they have to deal with, you know, um, where they have to lash out at you, you know, because if they, if they were someone who is actually, you know, focusing on themselves getting better, they're not going to take the time to go out of their way to to hate on someone else. So if you're self-conscious about um, putting yourself out there, whether that be, you know, maybe posting something on social media or whether it be putting yourself out there by signing up for a class or something like that, um, don't be because, you know, you're going to benefit more from just doing it. And people, more people, I would say, are going to respect you for just being yourself than people are going to hate on you. So, um, it's better to just, to just go for it in my opinion. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's my two cents on that. I'll get off my soapbox for that. No. Yeah. Good stuff. I'd rather, I mean, I'd rather have like five real friends than a hundred fake friends. I think we can all attest to that. I mean, people that just, um, they're going to love you and care about you and stand behind you, whatever you do, you know, just because they like you for who you are. So definitely a good point there. And if you think about it, really, most people, most people are too worried about 
I mean, you're in your head worrying about what other people are going to think of you. What do you think the next guy is thinking of? What people are going to think of them? So they don't really probably have a lot of time. Most people are too busy thinking about themselves to worry about you. And then, like Nolan said, people that go out of their way to, like, shit on someone, they're probably not the people you want to be associating with anyway. So it's not really a big deal. And the thing is, when you kind of accept that this is who I am, like, oh, this is who I am. Like, I'm going to post these videos or I'm going to I'm going to do this activity, you know, maybe um, I'm going to, you know, whatever it is, dress this certain way. Um, It's kind of freeing and you kind of gain some self-confidence. You know, maybe you do have people make fun of you and that that makes you self-conscious. But in my opinion, like. Once I just started putting myself out there more, I got more confidence to do it because I had a lot of people who did support me and did, oh, that, that looks cool or like, it's cool that you're doing this, whatever it is. And then it kind of just takes a weight off your shoulders where you don't, you actually, honestly, um, don't care as much about what people think of you. So the people who try and act like um, they don't care what people think of them inside secretly they're worried to death about it um and the people that you know you might think care a lot about what other people think of them um maybe maybe they don't actually care that much and maybe they're just being themselves yeah definitely definitely agree with that i think you know we we don't want to we don't want to stand out but when you think about it the most successful people in, in the world are successful because they stand out. They like your favorite movie star. They stand out like more than anyone else in the world. They like they stand out so much that we can't even relate to them because they're just they, we don't even see them as like regular people just because they stand out that much. So really, once you get over that hump, I mean, that's when you really kind of unlock your potential. I mean, and it's it's kind of sad most people will spend their lives I mean, I'm not, I guess most people don't spend their lives like never doing something that they want to do. But there's a lot of people out there that have always wanted to try that one thing and they just can't get over that mental hurdle of being ostracized. And I think once you get over it, I mean, getting over it might be pretty tough. It probably is really tough, but you get over it, like Nolan says, you get that more of that boost of confidence, that little little bit of swagger in your step because that's that's you. I mean, you're you're one of one. I mean, you're your own special little snowflake. If you, if you get what I mean, you know, like Dr. Pepper, one of one. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's easier said than done for sure to just stop caring what people think about you. Cause in some cases you do want to care what people think about you. Like, like a job interview, you want to leave a good impression or like, obviously you want your family and friends to think well of you, but at yeah. the end of the day, you're your own person. So, and you only live once, so, you know, just go for it. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's always those same people that that hate on someone where the next minute they they want to be like them or they're doing the same thing. You know, um, I recently watched this interview with Drake um, where he was talking about how a lot of people make fun of some of the new stuff that he's making. Um, but then he said, then the next month they're, they're vibing to it. They're, they're singing along to it. They love it. They can't stop playing it. So just because something's different at first, people might give you, might give you flack for it, but those are going to be the same people that are saying that they've loved it from the beginning. Um, when it's a big hit, 
um, in the future. So just stick to just stick to being yourself. And um, I think that it will pay off in the long run. Anything else to add, French? Yeah. They hate us because they ain't us. Yeah, that's right. Hate peanut, us because they ain't us. That's yeah. Peanut butter and jealous. Not to be confused. Yeah. Not to be confused with the word anus. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You got anything else, French? I feel like we covered it pretty yeah, well. Yeah. That was kind of uh, just kind of off the dome, kind of a little bit more of a philosophical life type of podcast but i think it was good i mean there's a ton of ways to spin it how to find your passion some people it just comes to them some people you got to kind of look around search around and it might change throughout your life for sure main takeaways find what you want to do establish your what potential paths you can do to get there and then just be yourself i mean try to get over that mental hurdle of what people think once you get past that your gold. Yep, 100%. Um, yeah, and I think this was this was a good topic to discuss. And um, we are lining up some guests here in the next few weeks because me and French are both on break. So look forward to those. And um, we're trying to possibly get some upgrades in equipment. So um, French and I are going to get together here pretty soon and talk about that. But Pretty much just stay tuned for more podcasts, and we hope you guys have enjoyed. Yep, we're accepting sponsors and donations, so yeah, hit us up for those if you want to buy some new equipment for us. Yep, I'll take nice. it all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, you can follow us at the people. usual spots, and yes, until next time. Peace. Peace.